Who wants to tell you who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. This is Coffee with Mike, and today we're hanging out with Jacqueline Wales. She is a very interesting person because of what she works in and around. Uh, and this is one of my like subjects too when it comes to understanding why we do things or why we don't do things, and it revolves around fear. Let's not get into all the acronyms and all the other crazy stuff that goes along with it because I'm telling you, what she's going to be talking about is going to go way beyond that, which is cool. I'm not sure how we're going to do that in 15, 45 minutes, but we're going to try. <laughs> so Jacqueline, thanks so much for joining us here on Java Chat. We really appreciate having you. It's great to be here, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, let's all get fearless. Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's start with you first. Let's get a little background on, on, where are you from? What you do? You know, the normal stuff. Let's let's go through a little bit of, of who's Jacqueline Wales. Well, that's a, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Well, let, uh, let's not start at the birth. We can just, we can kind of fast forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born in, in Scotland. Originally. I just said not the birth, but we'll, we'll, but you but said we'll, Scotland, we'll, so you already got major points. I that's know, already good. I'll give you the geographic. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> we've got oh, yeah. Scotland. England, the USA, France, Amsterdam, um, back to the USA, and Bali. That's the journey. So are you in Bali now? Is that what you're... No, I'm actually in, in San Francisco, just outside. Oh, you're up the road from me. I'm in Las Vegas. I'm about eight hours away, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah a little hop and a jump from here. We were but, socializing. But you, but you started in one of my favorite places. Really? Yeah. Bonnie, Scotland. And where have you been in Bonnie, Scotland? I, you know what? It's a favorite place that I've never been. It is a bucket list place that I, I, listen, I've, I've already, I've already scouted out Scotch tours because I want to go so bad. Um, yeah. it's a bit of I've, I, I, I've seen pictures. I have friends who have gone there. I had a couple of friends that live there yeah. and it's like, dude, what are you waiting for? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. I, I just, I want to go. The people yeah. that I've seen, wonderful people. The, they're nice people. They're warm people. Yeah. They're welcoming people. Yeah. yeah. This is this is all I've ever heard. I mean, and your comedians are insanely hilarious. They oh, they are insane, um, and you can't understand them most of the time. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so yes and no. For those that don't understand the Scottish accent, it can be tough to understand. But boy, when you finally start getting it, oh my gosh, are they hilarious? It's got this all up and doing stuff. You go. All the <laughs> yep. You know, it's like singing a song. It, you just got to go along with it. <laughs> and, that, and that's the best part is you can. Ah, but anyway, I digress. Back to Jacqueline. Um, so you're now in the Bay Area. Uh, you have a you have a you have a practice at present, or is it? What yes. do you do? Um, I I got into this whole fear work uh, a long time ago, um, mm -hmm. probably about 15 years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a result of having lived a very adventurous, risky life in many mm. ways, mm. and overcoming a lot of the obstacles that, okay. that happens in life in general. 
And I was recommended by a coach to write a book about fear because I understood it so intimately and mm. what it does to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything that I, I teach, everything that I coach with, everything that I, I write, it's all based on having walked the talk, if mm-hmm. you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Um, so I came up with this idea after I got my coaching certification that I would write a book on being fearless. Mm-hmm. And it became the fearless factor. And I gathered a bunch of stories from women and their experience of being fearless, as well as my own personal narrative. And that was really, you know, it was my mm-hmm. second book in effect, but mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. book around the fearless factor. Uh, and then it became a driver for the whole direction of what I was doing, uh, right. because I realized that years of conversation and years of dealing with my own bullshit. Um, I had to really address this issue of how do you get to the other side of fear? Mm-hmm. What I understood ultimately was fear is imagination-based. We make shit up oh, in yeah. order to settle the uncertainty that we might be feeling uh, sure. at any given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I got more and more involved in this, writing about it, talking about it, speaking about it with audiences and so forth, began to see a lot of patterns that that were basically undercurrents for everybody's reason for not stepping it up, for not mm-hmm. living up to your potential, <clears throat> for not being a better version of you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all about learn, grow, and achieve, because yeah. if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. And yep. that's yep. really the bottom line on it. So, yep. uh, you know, over the years, it, it became a whole entrepreneurial business, if you like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with retreats, masterminds, you know, webinars, coaching, so on and so forth. Sure. And doing a lot of behavioral work as well, because I do a lot of behavioral assessments where we get to scientifically look at what kind of behaviors are operating in an individual and how it's it's either helping them get better or undermining them. And so you're, you're, you, do you do any work in conjunction with the psychology um, realm or well, is it? It's all psychology. I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. you know, got a degree in psychology but uh, i'm sure you gotta have 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 had a few conversations years and years yeah 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 for sure so um you know a lot of what i talk about is really i've been there done that and that's where i I come out of that whole life experience Mm -hmm. but it's all psychology based sure we're our worst enemies and i teach people how to be their own best friend there you go you know i you 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 strike a very fun little point there um, and this, my, don't mind me. When I start doing this, my mind starts racing. The lack of being your own friend disallows the conversations that would probably quell a lot of fears because you're no longer listening to who wants to help you. You're listening to the old guard that's trying to keep you from doing the uncomfortable. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I call it the yada yada radio. <laughs> I've heard this before. We all have a yada yada radio playing in our heads. And it's usually somebody else's voice. You know, yeah. you didn't plant it there. It was planted there by previous experiences. I mean, my background is, you know, violence, alcoholism, drug addiction, you name it. I got the whole package thrown at me when I was growing up. So, you know, we look at that and so much of it is just fear-based. And, uh, you know, again, to that point of why fear? Because people always ask me this, why, why fear? Well, it's, it's at root of most dysfunctions. Mm, sure. Uh, if you get a bully at work, for instance, they're only a bully because they're afraid. 
nine times out of ten. Most mothers are. Yeah. Yeah. Or people who need to control. Yeah. It's fear-based. So you can you can kind of get there in many different ways, but it all comes down to that. And to your point about being uncomfortable. I say to my clients, get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the only way to change. Yeah, sure. And um, people are willing to go there. So when you're looking at the fearless, I believe you call it the fearless factor. What is it that you're really, what is you really, really doing when you're, when you're looking at that? What is, what is that fearless factor? It's about helping people develop the courage to step beyond where they think they need to stop mm-hmm. because for many people it's about taking the next step mm-hmm. taking the next step demands courage yeah so i have an acronym for risk for instance mm-hmm. i call it respect your intention and show courage mm-hmm. so if you look at what's your intention well my intention is that i want to be able to achieve whatever that is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm stopping myself because either I feel like I'm not competent, not capable, all these kind of things that sure. are going through your head. But the courage piece is where you go, I feel the fear and do it anyway, which is, is a line from a book that was written many, many years ago. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, she actually endorsed my first book, The Fear of That's yeah. cool. Which was really cool. So did Marianne Williamson, by the way. Nice. Which blew me away. Uh, you know, one day I opened up an email and there's Marianne going, somehow I have your manuscript and I have no idea how I got it, but it's really good. Would you like <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't yes. that really cool though, when you have something unexpected like that, but isn't it really cool when you have the respect of those, those kinds of people who you've always looked up to? Um, the gentleman that wrote the forward for my book, uh, he's a very well-known um, sales trainer. Uh, and he actually wrote the forward for my business etiquette training. And I I was like, you're willing to do that? I mean, you're like one of the guys I look up to. And he's like, absolutely, no problem. And it, it, it just, I guess it invalidates the fear mm-hmm. and validates the next step in courage, if that makes sense. Totally. I mean, you know, it's, it's it, especially for women, you know, we don't always ask for what we want. And we'll go about it kind of sideways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. I've really seen nice that. And then maybe you'll give me what I, I yeah. want. They're yeah, just yeah. straight at it. And I found that when I did the Fearless Factor book, I was coming in with, with very little credibility as far as I was concerned, because I had been a writer, I'd written a novel, I had been a musician. I know you're a musician too, um, professionally trained singer. I worked as a cantor for five years in Woo-hoo. Europe with all the high holiday stuff. Sweet. Um, I did martial arts, I raised my family, I traveled the globe, I did all kinds of stuff, but I'd never actually stepped into being an expert on anything. That's right. really how I was looking at I think, it. I think a lot of people too miss the point that expert doesn't necessarily mean you have a piece of paper that says you went to school. I mean, a lot of, a lot of valid credibility comes out of exactly what you just laid out. If you've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, Who's going to tell you that your experiences are invalid? I mean, you're at where you're at now because of it. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, that's, again, that falls back to the fear of, of thinking, well, who am I? The imposter syndrome thing there. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I wish more people would get over that. There's so many people that have so many valuable and, some, and in some cases, invaluable experiences. Yeah. 
that others, somebody out there needs to hear it and they just won't share it. Well, it's, it's the measurement piece, isn't it? Yeah. It's like we measure ourselves by looking at what other people have accomplished. Yeah. And, and we, we look at it in terms of, well, I'm, I'm not there. I didn't have that. But one of the things I've realized is that a lot of people live their lives vertically. Mm-hmm. They go up the ladder and they get mm-hmm. their promotions and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Now, I never went near corporate during my lifetime, except for brief periods, because I knew I'd never fit in. I was not going to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. So I live my life horizontally. So the difference between a vertical life and a horizontal life, in my opinion, is there's a lot more variety in the horizontal life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that mm. is a very rich experience that you bring to it. But you mentioned the imposter syndrome. Corn Ferry just did a, a, a survey of thousands of uh, executives mm-hmm. and found that that was one of the main reasons why people didn't go forward for promotion. Yeah. Uh, they didn't think that they were capable or that they were credible enough. And the credibility factor is huge. And that's another piece of the fearless thing right there. If I don't feel like I have the credentials, the credibility to be able to stand up and have a voice in this conversation, then I'm just going to stay really silent. And again, that's a behavioral thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I wish... I wish in my own case that I had done that in a couple of scenarios in my life where I should have stood up and said something um, because I later found out I actually knew more than the person that actually got the position. And it's, it's one of those. So it happens uh, not diminishing anything for either gender, but humankind in general has this thing about not taking risks it's it's like the life of comfort is is the best thing and yet it's the worst thing there's no there's no absolute well, fulfillment in that that right, i can see when people talk about keeping status quo and right now we are in a pandemic and, and life has really been turned upside down for so yeah, many it certainly years. has you know so the idea of security and safety and status quo has gone right out the, the window yes it has <laughs> you know um and so the people who are not adjusting to this period of time that we're in right now and knowing that we have to pivot we have to think about what will life look like when when we're moving forward because one of the great gifts of this period mm-hmm. is helping people to reset their priorities absolutely i we're agree starting to take a look at you know my life might have been far more complicated than it needs to be now let's face it as humans we're very good at making lives more complicated than it, 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 it's a, it's an it's a gift for some weird reason <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's a solid gift of humankind to screw things up really good. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't even need technology for it. Yeah, why go the easy route when you can go the hard route? Absolutely. <laughs> I see a nice straight path. No, that's boring. I like this mountain here that's got all this shit yeah. on it. Yeah. It's interesting. I, In the first book, I, I, I tell a story of four women who are standing at the entrance of this jungle because I use the jungle metaphor. In the uh-huh, book. Uh-huh. And they're standing at the entrance of the jungle and they're looking down this path and they're going, yeah, I know that if I go to the other side of this, things are going to really shift. I'm going to be making some major changes and so forth. And then the question is how many actually made the journey? Mm. And the answer is none because there's no guarantee. Uh, no if you're actually going to get to the other side of it. That almost that but, almost, that almost sounds like the old uh, four doctors with a flat tire joke. <laughs> it's, you know, they get a flat tire. They all get out. One goes over and pokes it, says, feels flat. And the one kicks it, says, yep, looks flat too. Third one just kind of looks at it and so it appears flat. Number four goes, I think we can all agree we need to do more tests. 
<laughs> and this is human. This is humankind. This is just how we are. Right? It is. It is the weirdest thing to me that humans will just consistently go. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, it, nothing changes if you keep saying, "Yeah, well, yeah, maybe." How about try something? Which is something that a former president of ours once said, Theodore Roosevelt. Try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. But don't that's sit there right. and do nothing. And he's the one who said, "All we have to fear is fear itself." He's yep, and that's the other one that he said. We're gonna take a quick break, you guys. When I come back, I want to talk a little bit more about inspiration because there's there's some stuff I'm sure that really motivated Jacqueline about all of this, and this is. Uh, so far, been a, a killer, fun conversation, and there's a reason that I'm not letting her talk all about it. You guys are going to have to go find her to learn the rest of this, so hang in there. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. And we're back here, Java Chat, speaking with Jacqueline Wales, talking about the fearless factor. Second section, we always talk about what inspires our speakers and our guests, and I got a feeling we got, some, we got a pretty good story behind this one as far as what actually inspires. Well, let's, let's, let's do two. Let's start with what inspired you to get after this, and then what continues to inspire you? I think what inspired me really from the get-go, way before I knew I was going to do this, was my family. Mm. Um, I've had a very troubled background with, you know, children. I'd given one up for adoption. I'd left mm. one with his father, and the third one, I decided that I really needed to get my act together and face the demons that had been running my life for right. a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went on to have two more children after that. So uh, the children was really the biggest inspiration for me. I knew that they deserved better. Awesome. And having come out of a really damaged, dysfunctional background, um, this was going to be my gift to myself and to them as well, and hopefully raise healthy human beings. Sweet. Uh, which now they're all adults and, and they are totally healthy human beings for the most part. They've totally. still got their quirks. Eh, I think every human does, but that's that's a hell of an inspiration. It's a great why. I mean, the reason I do my stuff is to show my son who's starting to try to make his way through that that you know put in the work in the right spot and things things can go well. Um, oh, yeah. So that's yeah, a good yeah. thing. So what yeah. continues to inspire you now? Who are some of the people that? you look up to who are some of what are some of the books you've read what are some of the things that make you go yeah i'm on you know i was watching uh, a, a video yesterday um a man called uh, robert scott i think is his last name he went on this expedition with his son to uh, walk to the south pole oh. it's a 600 mile journey Jeez. and there was a video made of it and I was watching this and thinking about this man who was 61 years old, and I'm now in my 60s, so you know, and I have no problems with that. I'm actually quite proud of the fact that I'm still <laughs> you're still here. That's right. And I'm still here, and I'm just getting started. Um, so watching him moved me profoundly because at a certain part of the journey, the he was overcome by the the fatigue and the cold and everything else even though he'd already done the north pole mm -hmm. here he was on the south pole with his son mm -hmm. and they had trained well for it but at around the 300 mile mark he just I, I can't do this and so they sent him back to base camp and his son continued the journey wow and then he came back like you know 140 miles later mm -hmm. He came back into the expedition in order to finish it and walk to to the south pole but you know those kind of stories for me are 
phenomenal examples of the human spirit's ability to overcome. Now, I've done martial arts, and mm -hmm. I did martial arts for 12 years. I have a black belt in karate, and I got nice. it on my 49th birthday. Wow. I didn't start it until I was 43. So, you know, I was 43. I got a red belt in taekwondo, got a black belt in, in uh, karate, in Shotokan karate. And my teacher would stand there and I would be feeling really, really tired. And he would say again, again. So I had to do the routine up and down the floor over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And he told me one day, he said, you do your best work when you're exhausted because you're not thinking about it anymore. You're just doing it. And I would find myself like there would be a wall there. It would feel like a wall. And mm -hmm. I knew I had a choice. I could either stop. There's a wall. Yeah. Or I could go over, under, around it, or through it. And of course, my nature is to go through it. So, you know, that that was a big piece for me. Uh, one of my teachers said that I was, was a, a warrior. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I'm a warrior from the Helens of Scotland. <laughs> They're the best ones. They're the best ones. It's it's interesting. You just said something that <clears throat> mirrors some. Um, David Meltzer just said the same kind of thing about going over, under, or through last yeah. week. Um, so this will be a nice little refresher for everybody. If you if you haven't listened to David's, go listen to his too. But that's clearly an absolute truth. Yeah. The wall presents a choice. Yeah. And you you can you can stand and and look at the wall and go, wow, pretty red brick. I can't do anything here. Or you can say it's just brick, and which is which is interesting. If people don't understand, while red brick can hold up a whole building, red brick can also be broken. Yes. In yes. in short order, what most people don't realize, it, it yes. can be broken in short order. It takes yeah. a choice to take a sledgehammer to it, or to find a way around it, or over it, or under it, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, think, and that's that's an important piece. And having broken through bricks with you know my mm -hmm, hand mm -hmm. at a certain point. You know, as a lot of it's just that pure focus and the strength and determination. I used to talk about six things that I learned in martial arts, and this might inspire your audience too. Mm. The first one is commitment. You've got to be committed to the fight. The second piece is the focus. You've got to have your focus in the right place. You're not watching somebody's hands and feet. You're looking at their face. You're walking, looking into their eyes. Mm -hmm. Then there has to be thousands of hours of discipline in order for you to do things instinctively. The next part of that is follow through. If somebody throws a punch or a kick, you've got to be able to follow it up with something. Then there's got to be consistency. If you're not consistent about how you're doing things, then you, again, you're going to fail. And the last piece is perseverance. Fall down, get up, fall down, get up. You've got to go for it every single time. And I learned all this in martial arts and it applies to everything in life, in my opinion. I your yours and many opinions especially a lot of the coaches that we know and people that are out there sharing this that's a lot of them like to focus on certain portions of it like persistence and consistency uh, those are definitely necessary some focus only on the discipline some focus only on the commitment um the the holistic ones like martial artists and so on they'll go through all of that because that that's absolutely true when you're when you're looking at your opponent's eyes you already know what they're going to do before they do it that's right yeah. that's it, it. So it's the windows thing, you know. It's a, right. I never understood that when I first got into martial arts um, years ago, years ago. Um, and I don't actively practice, although I might start going back again just for fun. Um, but back in those times when they kept saying, don't worry about where the weapon is. Don't worry about where their hands or their feet are going. Watch their eyes. Mm -hmm. 
there's going to be some telegraph in their eyes that's going to tell you what they're going to do and you'll see it. And when I, I think I was in my like eighth or ninth year, I finally started understanding what they were telling me because <clears throat> I was watching somebody one day in our, in our sparring. And although my reaction wasn't the right one, I knew he was going to pick up and kick. I could see it in his face. It was weird. It was just the weirdest thing. It's like, He's going to kick me. Thump, he did. I wasn't able to block it because I, 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 the realization had me, like, stopped. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like, no, really? Thump, yes, really. That is exactly what happens. Yeah. I, th I, think if, I think if people understand, life is going to telegraph you those same things. It, it's, it's always been an interesting gift to be able to step back and see the larger picture beyond my, my own little journey of what's going on. Um, some of it's scary, but a lot of it is like, I can appreciate why this is about to go down. I can appreciate what it is and hope that the lesson that's coming will be learned. Um, and sometimes I'm, I'm pleased and sometimes I'm, you know, disappointed. Uh, and this is not just with me. This is with others that I see too. Yeah. Um, but I'm proud when I can see, you know, friends or even strangers get past that fear and just realize, yeah, this is just something I got to get through. And to your point, the inspiration piece, my yeah. clients do that for me all the time. There you go. Now, there I you mean, go. I've watched them. They come in and they've got all this crapola going on. Yeah. And I, you know, I cut through it like, you know, boom, I got it. You know, I got your number instantly. So let's go deal with it. Um, and, uh, you know, they call me no bullshit. So, you know, that's what <laughs> I But they inspire me because... I watch them grow and then that's that's a tremendous gift right so there. what inspires them like what's the biggest fear that you see them break past and all of a sudden they go oh shit i get it um there's a variety but the big one that comes up is fear of failure fear of failure keeps so many people from moving forward and what I like to say about failure is an expectation or a decision that was made that wasn't the right one. Yeah. So we have one option, which is to say next, try something different. Because we're all failing our way to success. Yeah. And if you understand that principle, then you'll take more risks. You'll put yourself out there. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Right. You know, you're not going to die from it. You'll just simply have to make adjustments and hopefully learn from it. Absolutely. Which becomes the major thing. But there's a there's other issues that come up. The confidence factor is yep. huge yep. in many of my conversations. Um, you know, again, that belief in oneself, because fundamental to fear is I'm not good enough. And when you tap into that place where you say, Are you really not good enough? Nine times out of ten, they'll go, Well, of course I'm good enough. So why do you choose to believe that? Because that's your choice. Yeah. And, you know, moving beyond that uh, is, is important. Do you As think, I mentioned earlier, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you, think, do you think fear of choice happens to stop a lot of people? I mean, because that's what I'm hearing is that people fear just choosing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like to say is, even if you don't choose, you're making a choice. I remember this. I heard that from a mentor years ago. You cannot decide to not decide because you just decided. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, look at it this way. Everything we do in life is a choice. Yep. You know, every yep. little aspect of our existence has been a choice. Mm -hmm. 
and some and sometimes that choice was a good one and sometimes it was really bad but you know we live and learn right and hopefully grow yeah yeah i think i think that's that's completely valid all right guys we're going to take one more 30 second break and we'll come back we'll talk a little bit more about what jacqueline's doing now what she's well, you, we're going to talk a little bit about the books too that you've written especially the one the, the fearless factor i think is the book the second book we'll talk. Work. ah got it even better all right so we'll take another 30 second break and we'll be right back and we're back here java chat sitting here chatting with jacqueline wales the fearless factor some crazy stuff we've been talking about over the last 30 minutes um especially in the power of being fearless um the last section is usually about what it is that you're doing now. Obviously, we, we kind of talked about that. You have a coaching practice. You speak. You're an author. You do those kinds of things. I wanted to kind of just shift that a little bit and talk a little bit more about that, um, the fearless factor. You have a book coming out or out that's called The Fearless Factor at Work, correct? Yes. Okay. And then the whole thing about fear and uncertainty, I mean, what are some tips and tricks that people can use to be able to just get past that? So the, the most interesting piece for me is that when you find yourself reluctant to engage, I ask you to push a little harder. That's, that's the thing. And you also have to look at what's the inner dialogue that's taking place. Mm. Write it out because we always have something going on. And yeah. when you put it on paper, suddenly it doesn't look so damn threatening as it did when it was running around in your head. You know, how many times you get up at three in the morning with, oh, my God, what's going on? We've all done it. You yeah. know, I even oh, yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, you know, but putting it on paper helps to articulate what is really, what is the truth of this? Yeah. And that's a big question on this. Are your fears true? Do you have empirical evidence? If you don't have an empirical evidence, i.e., you know, there's, there's something coming towards me that I know is going to wipe me out. Yeah, I'm going to run like hell to get away from that. Yep. But if I'm just making stuff up in order to try to figure out what labels we're putting on stuff, because we're all good at putting labels on stuff, putting it on paper is really a big piece of that. But again, asking that question, is it true? And nine times out of ten, you'll find out. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I, learned, I learned that a long time ago, that when your brain won't quit, like it won't shut up, that if you just sit down and write it all out, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not, just write it all out. Every thought that you got for the next like five minutes, just keep writing until you got nothing left. Yeah. All of a sudden you look at the paper and go, Jesus, no wonder I was messed up. Look at this shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. And another way of approaching it is, instead of thinking about all the things you don't have, all the things you won't have, all the things that are not coming your way because that's what you want. Right. Then start to think about what are the things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you start to create that, that, that I keep a journal on that every day, write some gratitudes about, you know, what, what's really happening in your life that you can feel happy about. Um, that suddenly shifts things too. I mentioned failure earlier. Mm-hmm. People say, I'm afraid of failure. I say, well, why don't you write down the two columns? One is the success side and one is the failure side. And I guarantee you, your success side is going to be a whole lot longer than your fail side. Cause that's just life. So when you look at this, and you say to yourself, okay, so I've gone through this before. Can I go through whatever that is 
that's that's coming up for me. So mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier asking for what you want. Yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. Yeah. No, it's not personal. It might just be that I don't have time for this, or it's not in my wheelhouse, yeah. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But that piece of accepting no is <clears throat> a hard one for people because so much fear is around the fear of rejection, of judgment, of humiliation, uh, loss, of course, is a big one, you know. So these are just some of the things that, that we get into. And failure and success are two sides of the same coin. People are just as afraid of success as they are of failure. So, you know, there's a piece that we can wrap our heads around. But to that point of how do we get past the fear? Write the shit out and see what, what you come up with. Uh, because I guarantee you, or hire a coach. You know, there's another mm. thing you go to. Absolutely. It's a sounding board. So yep. you can hold up your, your BS and say, you know, yeah, I get it. It is stuff I make up. Yeah. It's it's interesting. There's another word that, or there's another acronym that comes to mind as you're talking about this. When you're talking about the external of what could they possibly say when you when they say no, there's also the you saying no. You know, there's that whole acronym of FOMO, yes. fear of missing out. Yes. And it's like, are you really going to miss out if you say no? I mean, yeah. honestly. First off, yeah. does it really is it really something that you want to go get involved in is that might end up just completely shifting your focus? Hello, where you're supposed to be? Yeah. Screw FOMO. I've I've and I've said no to a lot of stuff in my life where I wouldn't be where I'm at now. In some cases, it may have been better, it may have been worse. You know the best part is I really don't care. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point. It's I really don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever would have happened hasn't happened, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And that, that right there, that statement took me years to get used to, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's a piece where, you know, again, people stop themselves. Uh, you know, that, that's a big one right there, fear of missing out. And what are you missing? And is mm-hmm. it really, you know, as I say, does it matter? Does it really, in the scheme of things, does it matter? And a lot of that you learn as you get older, frankly. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the things that I did when I was younger and things I do today, I couldn't imagine that I would do what I'm doing. Hey, so so what do you think are some of the most critical questions that we should be asking ourselves when we get into these situations? My key question that I always come back to is what about this matters? I'm writing that down. Forgive me. Yeah, that is a key question on all of this. You don't need a a whole string of questions. Although if you go to any of my books, you'll find plenty of questions because I finish every chapter, both in the fearless factor and the fearless factor at work with a series of questions, which are deep dive questions on self-reflection because that's the piece that's missing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I've had executives come to me and I'll say, you know, how much time do you spend in self-reflection? Oh, I don't have time for that. Well, if you don't have time for that, how the hell do you expect to grow, you know? I can expect to lead. You don't even know what the problem yeah. is with your own people. You're not asking. Precisely. Precisely. So that's, that's a whole other piece right there. Absolutely. But asking yourself these questions is really, really important. And so that first one, what about this matters? Uh, I was taught that by a psychologist many, many years ago when I would have my story. And then he would say, so what about that matters? That's got to be just, that's got to be like a real kick in the teeth too if you realize nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, you go for the why. I mean, you know, Simon Sinek talks yeah. about you know, yeah. finding your why. 
Yeah, for me, it's about finding out what about that matters. Right. You know? yeah. It's not just the why of it. The why is an easy answer, yeah. you know, in some ways. But that's a much deeper one. I, I think and – and then there are those people that get stuck in fear on what their why might actually be. And they're not willing to admit uh, well, it. Yeah, am I good enough? That's where that. That back to the imposter syndrome. Yep. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, yeah. There are some days where I feel so much compassion for people that are like that because you you, you want to grab them and just shake them real good and go. It ain't like that. It's not that bad. I know, but you can't say to someone, "Just get over it." And you're not, you that, never can. That, it, it's, that makes it's, people crazy. Just oh yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I, and I joked about that. Um, the old, you know, go back to college, get yourself an engineering degree, build a bridge. Um, and I always did it as a joke. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was meant sincerely. Uh, if I saw it was a real hurt, I was, I'd be just like, all right, have a seat. Let's chat. Uh, but if it was like, really, is, is it really that bad? Is it really that bad? Let's be honest. Okay. Go get the engineering degree. And they would laugh. They'd laugh a little bit. We talk, but and, I, and this is not coaching. This is just me talking with, you know, either friends, colleagues, or sometimes employees. Just like, come on, man, really? Yeah. I, I think, I think, um, I think one of the biggest things, and I've been culprit of this as well, is getting out of the small play mode. You know, don't think small, don't play small, um, which is something I think you addressed too, if I remember correctly. A hundred percent. I mean, I uh, had a, a well-known, I was in Vegas and ah. I was at a conference. And nice. We all had to stand up and, and talk about, you know, what was our plans, what we, why we were there and so forth. And I said my little piece and the guy looks at me from up on this podium and he looks over and he goes, so why are you playing so small? <laughs> and I was like, talk about making me feel small. You know? <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> it's not that you're just at a podium looking down on me saying this. I mean, I really do feel small at this point. It's That's like, right. Exactly. You know, and of course, this is a conference about, you know, everybody's playing large and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, another one of that bullshit conferences. <laughs> I got, I love when they do that too. It's like, why are you playing small? You got to think bigger. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But the interesting thing is, I've had, uh, you know, people tell me I have a big personality, I, and I do, no question. And I would have people over the years say, you know, you can be in a much bigger playing field than you're in right yeah. now. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, probably, you know, but I, I wasn't feeling it. So, yeah. you know, but at this point in time, I'm like, yeah, whatever it takes me. You know, I'm of a certain age where I'm on the short end of the stick. So what the hell? Have some fun. <laughs> was that mean? I used to, I used to, uh, I used to worry about what my thoughts were before I said anything these days. It's like, what the hell? Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Be fearless. See where it gets you. Yeah. That's my tagline. So, so long as it doesn't get you beat up, yeah, go for it. You know, I mean. Exactly. But then if somebody wants to beat you up, you know, we'll get the old skill back into being again. <laughs> for, for, those, for those that have it, yes, absolutely. So where are you doing now? Where are you at? Where can people find you? All of that. Let's 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 go through it. Right. Um, I have this, spent a lot of this year creating what I'm calling a six-week accelerated change program. Oh, cool! Uh, it's called the Fearless Change Program, and I take people on a six-week dive into deep self-reflection, uh, looking at their belief systems, the, how they're communicating, how they're being authentic in in the world, uh, building resilience and influence. 
And if they're in any kind of transition, we address some of that. And we put together a really amazing program. I just did the beta, beta test of this and uh, the results were phenomenal. People really shifted the needle on, on change in that very short period of time. Uh, it's also facilitated coaching. So, you know, I'm very much hands-on. It's not just sign up and- Right, know, right, right, right. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta have the person who understands it, the best yeah, teaching it yeah. for sure. So they get coaching with it. Um, they, they get group coaching with it, as well as all the resources that go along with it. So I'm really proud of that. It's the first time I've really brought together the, all of the learning in, in this way. And okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what I do with it next year. The yeah. book, The Fearless Factor at Work, just came out. It's been getting great reviews. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's available for sale. And uh, I've had some really tremendous endorsements from leading, leading, thought leading figures. Sweet. Uh, and um, beyond that, the website, The Fearless Factor at Work, um, has a tremendous amount of resources on there that people can go and help themselves to that will help them uh, make some changes in their life. But uh, it's, um, you know, it's, there's a lot going on right now. This has been a tremendous year for me of creating the kind of content and, and processes that really will accelerate change in people. Sweet. That's awesome. We will have all of those links, everybody that's watching, uh, down in the bottom in the comments. And if you have questions, feel free to post a comment, a question in the comment section. Um, Jacqueline will have the link to the to the video. So if anybody posts, she can check it out there and either answer there or if you want, get over to her website, which she just put in, thefearlessfactoratwork.com. I'm sure you can message her there as well. Um, all of her social and stuff will also be done there. It'll also be on the anchor.fm main site uh, where we actually host our podcast so feel free to catch up with her there uh i hate to say it but the time has already passed <laughs> I, this happens with every guest and it's really annoying because <laughs> there's so much to say um we always end the same you all know that we we all love you and we want the best for you so you know do what you must um, and, and in this case, take it on, be fearless, use that fearless factor and, and really get into it. Figure, figure out where you got to do what, what you got to do and where you need to go to do it. <clears throat> figure out where you got to do it. That's fun. Um, but again, we love every, every one of you. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, hit that little bell next to it. So you know when the next one comes on, cause we'll be having more awesome speakers and people like this coming on to Java chat sharing their stories, sharing their inspiration, sharing their insights. If you're on any of the podcast platforms, make sure you download or subscribe. Feel free to follow us on anchor.fm, which is where we actually host. And if you want, you know, you can support us there. Every little bit helps. Um, I think we also just got on the pod chaser, uh, which is a new platform. So please feel free to follow us there uh, and write us a review, you know, let everybody know that you enjoy what we're doing. And I think that's the last one. So stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. For Jacqueline Wales and myself, Coffee with Mike, ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. 
You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.